Welcome in to Duval Daily presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thank you so much for tuning in. Jaguars and Raiders take the field at Tom Benson Pro Football Hall of Fame Stadium Thursday night, 8 p.m. on NBC. The first football game of the 2022 season kicks off the preseason in the NFL. Reminder to please subscribe and hit that notification bell so you don't miss a show here. You can follow me at Jordan DeLugo. Uh, on Twitter, Generation Jaguar, at Generation Jag. We have got Jaguars and Raiders in a little over 24 hours. 36 hours? Doesn't matter. I'm here to preview the game for y'all. We'll look at it from a Jaguars perspective and also take a look at what the Raiders have going on. Charlie Boyd checks in, says, Duval, are you going to the game? I will not be going to the game. But uh, I know there's going to be a good contingent of Jaguars fans there to not only go watch the Jaguars take on the Raiders in Canton, Ohio. But this is a special week for both teams. For the Jaguars, you're getting Tony Baselli, your first ever Hall of Famer, into the Hall of Fame. Adds some legitimacy to the franchise, a franchise that's been desperate for that in recent years. So uh, that's going to be huge for the Jaguars. You've also got Leroy Butler, who is a Jacksonville native, played with Jaguars head coach Doug Peterson. So it's special for for Jacksonville and for Doug Peterson. And then Dick Vermeil, who's a legendary Eagles coach, obviously had a big impact on Doug Peterson as well. He's excited to celebrate all of those players and coaches. And then on the Raiders side of things, Josh McDaniels, he grew up playing high school football at Tom Benson Stadium. Ohio native. Grew up just outside of Canton. So big time for him. He's also going to see Richard Seymour, who he was on a uh, he was on staff for for a lot of Richard Seymour's tenure in New England. And Cliff Branch, a Raiders great is getting inducted into the hall. So it's a really special week for both teams, for both organizations, and for both head coaches. And it's exciting, certainly. Uh, The Raiders have plenty of members of the Hall of Fame already, but for the Jaguars getting Tony Baselli in, for the city of Jacksonville getting Leroy Butler in, awesome stuff. We've got Stones checking in. You the man, Jordan. Appreciate you. Blaine is saying you think Cisco plays. I do think Andre Cisco plays. He is a second-year player going into a new defense, a starting role for the first time. Uh, I think he probably will play. We will get into who will play and who will not right now. Doug Peterson confirmed on Tuesday that Trevor Lawrence will not play. He's not dealing with any injuries or anything like that. But the Jaguars have only had two fully padded practices. Three if you include shells, which is the helmets and shoulder pads. So there's just really no point in risking it for Trevor Lawrence at this point when you've still got um, you've still got your three regular preseason games after this. You've still got plenty of training camp for growing Trevor Lawrence in this system and, and getting him up to speed. And, and you'll, you'll also have the joint practices with the Falcons later on in the preseason. Critty's checking in. Debbie Lynn's checking in. Damaris says Devin Lloyd will be the steal of the draft. It's an interesting take. I've talked about it a lot. Devin Lloyd was one of my top players in this class. 
He was my top linebacker in this class, off-ball linebacker. But the fact that they traded up from 33 to 27, giving up your second, fourth, and sixth-round pick makes this a big bet. When there were wide receivers on the board and, and playmakers on the board who could potentially develop into stars. I think you're seeing that happen with George Pickens before your very eyes. But yes, absolutely. Devin Lloyd, I'm a big fan of his game. Excited for him to get back from his hamstring injury. Um, but who will play and who will not play? Trevor Lawrence will not play. No point in risking him. Plenty of opportunity to get him ready for the regular season after this game. There's still over a month uh, until the regular season kicks off for the Jaguars on September 11th in Washington, D.C. against the Commanders. Travis Etienne will not go in this one. Uh, he he came down with an illness on Tuesday, non-COVID related, but the Jaguars are going to hold him out of this one. Uh, another guy where you're kind of like, do we really need to risk it after what happened last year? James Robinson, Devin Lloyd, Jamal Agnew, C.J. Beathard, Jawan Taylor, figure all of those guys will be held out. C.J. Beathard is confirmed to be out, but the rest of those players uh, are dealing with injury recovery, and they haven't been able to practice lately. I'd also imagine Darius Williams will not play in this game, although he's been ramping up his practice, um, getting in on some 11 and 11 and 7 on 7, but he's still recovering as well. I'd imagine he won't play. Um, so, yeah, Doug, the only ones he has absolutely confirmed is Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, and C.J. Beathard, but I'd I certainly would not expect to see James Robinson, Devin Lloyd, Jamal Agnew, Jawan Taylor, Darius Williams. But Doug did confirm, I asked him, he's, he said that there will be starters playing in this game. So it's not going to be all backups for you. You will get to see some starters, which will be exciting, certainly getting to see some of the players who are expected to make plays for the Jaguars on Sunday's in the regular season, getting to see them for the first time in 2022 in a live setting against an unfamiliar opponent. There will be plenty of excitement there. We just don't know which starters will be playing and which starters will be held out other than the ones dealing with injury and Trevor Lawrence, of course, and Travis Etienne. Uh, but I'd be looking for those first and second year players to get plenty of reps when, you, when you're talking about the draft picks this year, Trayvon Walker, um, Snoop Connor, Luke Fortner, Chad Muma, Buster Brown, and, and Gregory Jr. And then obviously the undrafted free agents will all play Kevin Austin, Lawan Winningham at, at, at wide receiver, Benji Franklin at cornerback. So, my question is, which starters will play? We're not going to find that out probably until a lot closer to game time. And uh, the thing about it is Doug Peterson has shared with the team who will be playing and who will not. So the players do know. It's not like it's going to be a big surprise to them. I think that is important. I think that's a, a classy move, a smart move by Doug Peterson. I know some coaches kind of just wait until game time to let players know who's in, who's out, who's playing, who's not. Doug got that taken care of yesterday afternoon. So 
just because we don't know the media and fans don't know does not mean the players don't know. They will be prepared for this, whether they're going or not going playing or not playing. I think that's a big deal. And for the starters and vets that are not in this game, Doug Peterson mentioned he wants them to help coach up the young players, uh, stay engaged throughout, give them little pointers and tips. All right, we've got some folks checking in here. Mike says, Jordan, love the podcast. Excited for Baselli and the Jags, as you should be, and I appreciate you, Mike. Goder says, was there a training camp today? No, they're traveling to Canton today. Jaguars are playing in a game tomorrow, Goder. Yeah, so they're traveling today. Uh, they'll have a day to uh, kind of unwind and get ready for the game tomorrow. Brad says, finally made it to a live show. Awesome. Happy to have you here. Ryu says, Raider fan here. Congrats on the Williams signing. Are we talking about Darius? Damaris says, Kayvon needs to play and show Doug he belongs. Yeah, Kayvon will be out there plenty, I'm sure. Goder says, I really want the Jags to switch Benji to safety. I think he'll have much more playing time, and I think he could fit really well at that position. It doesn't matter if you're at cornerback or safety. If you're a backup on this roster, you're not getting in the game much when you're looking at the regular season. Andre Sisco and Rayshon Jenkins are locked in at safety. Uh, Darius Williams at nickel. And, of course, you've got Tyson Campbell and Shaquille Griffin on the outside at cornerback. So either way, you're not going to get more playing time, I don't think. But Goder says Benji is so fast. He ran a 4-3. Absolutely. And he's been making a lot of plays in camp for the Jaguars so far. When you look at the Raiders, Josh McDaniels said everyone that can play will play. So I'm not sure if you're going to see all of their starters that are healthy in this game. It seems to be that's what Josh McDaniels indicated when he met with the media earlier this week um, from a from a practice standpoint the raiders did start their practices earlier they did get more padded practices in than the jaguars have so we'll see if that holds any competitive advantage for the raiders bulkfang says what's up are we expecting a pretty pretty vanilla play but yes so that is one thing i wanted to bring up both teams will be running some looks and, and some different scheme stuff that that the opposite side has not seen but yes it will be pretty vanilla you're not going to see a full game plan as if as if these teams are trying to win a regular season game it's not going to be that but each team will see some looks that they haven't seen yet and i think that will be good for both teams as they continue to prepare for the regular season what do the jaguars want out of this game you want to get tape on the players trying to compete for the roster here and trying to compete for not just the roster, but the players trying to compete for playing time. You know, second stringers trying to get in and get into the rotation. Third stringers trying to get into the rotation. And you want to evaluate these players against a non-familiar opponent. Again, against some looks that they haven't seen throughout camp so far. See how they handle all that. More than anything, you want to stay healthy. We've seen injuries happen in the preseason before. You've seen them happen in practice. It's already been happening this week, unfortunately, for some teams. So both clubs are going to want to stay healthy in this one more than anything. Pretty Boys checking in. What's good, bro? Says, I wish ETN was playing. I understand wanting to see Travis ETN because he has been 
fantastic throughout camp and he was fantastic last camp and he's one of the best college running backs we've ever seen explosive player but I, I get the the hesitance there and the fact that he's dealing with a, a little illness probably sealed that decision for Doug Peterson and the Jaguars right he says I think the Raiders will will starters will play for a part of a series how we utilized Mariota last year just a down or two okay sounds good yeah, like I said, Josh McDaniel said everyone that can play will play. How much will they play? We'll find out. But that means you're probably going to see some of this Raiders star-studded offense with, with the quarterback, Derek Carr, the playmakers, Devontae, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller. They've got a ton of stars on offense. Josh Jacobs as well. Michael says, I'm ready to see Cisco. I am too. I am too. One of the best ball hawks in the country in college. He's shown that since coming to Jacksonville as well. Excited to see him on the field. If he does play, we have not confirmed that yet, but he seems like one of the ones who would play in this game. Goder says, for some reason, I still feel like we need a star receiver. I, I don't think that's an uncommon, an uncommon thought there. I'm with you. So, yeah, you want to see evaluation against a non-familiar opponent. Some looks you haven't seen. How are these young players handling going up against a new team? Players that are not on their team. You want to stay healthy. You're going to see Jake Luton starting for the Jaguars at quarterback in this contest. He's had a pretty good camp for a third-string quarterback. And with with Trevor Lawrence not playing and with C.J. Beathard still not 100%, Jake Luton will get a lot of reps, and Kyle Slaughter is the four-string quarterback, so you're going to see him plenty as well. We don't know how long Jake Luton will play in this game, but he'll get plenty of reps, no question about it, and he's trying to prove he belongs on an NFL roster. Kicker battle. We've got some people talking about it in the chat here. You want to see Ryan Santoso or Elliott Fry or both. Just make some make some field goals, look accurate, look confident, establish some in-game confidence. Kicking is such a mental position, such a mental part of the game. So if they can go out and establish some confidence in a live game, that will be good for Santoso and Elliott Fry. Santoso is still the leader in the clubhouse for the Jaguars kicking job. And yeah, during teams, both guys went four for four. Prior to team, that was yesterday, prior to the team portion of practice, I saw both kickers miss some kicks. So they're still not performing at like what you would see from Josh Lambeau or Josh Scobie or Mike Hollis in training camp in practice, but they do seem to be improving, which is obviously a welcome sight for Jaguars fans. Ryu says Patriots played more starters than any other team last year preseason, so it's safe to assume McDaniels does the same. Yeah, very good, and, and he's said as much. Ron checks in with a big Duval. Love to see it. Michael Hamilton says, let's see the kickers. Drew, think we will see the starting O-line so they can start to gel together. I would be shocked if you saw Brandon Scherf. Uh, I would be surprised about Cam Robinson. Jawan Taylor is not going to play because he's still not recovered from his hamstring. So, no, I don't think you're going to see much of the starting O-line together. I think Tyler Shatley, maybe. I think... 
Luke Fortner probably because he's a rookie and they want him to start at center. And if Walker Little does end up winning the job, then he would be a starter that's probably playing as well. But right now he's second on the depth chart behind Jawan Taylor at right tackle. Sorry, got the vet reaching out to us here. Got to take little Murray in who's taking a nap for her uh, for her shots and everything. But getting back to the Jaguars here, we've got us and them checking in, say, if Carr plays, I want to see Walker sack him. Yeah, I think you want to see Walker sack whoever's back there. No question about it. Uh, moving on, though, from Jake Luton starting, the kicker battle. I want to see the depth wide receivers and cornerbacks specifically in this one because I think there is still some room for competition whether it be making the practice squad, making the back end of the roster. At cornerback, Buster Brown, the seventh-round pick, is outperforming Gregory Jr., who was the sixth-round pick, and and Buster Brown is on the second team at cornerback, while Gregory Jr. is back fourth string. So I want to see those two guys in live action, two draft picks that the Jaguars really valued and liked. I want to see... Um, Xavier Crawford, who followed over to Shea Townsend from Chicago at cornerback, who he's, he's been having a pretty pretty good camp. Uh, Benji Franklin, again, has been having a good camp. You want to see him out, go out there and compete. Who are gonna, who's going to be the fifth and sixth corners on this roster? You've got Tyson Campbell and Shaquille Griffin and Darius Williams and Trey Herndon all locked in, I think, at the top four. Who's going to make it five and six? Are the Jaguars going to keep six? Are they going to keep seven? Doug Peterson has been pretty fluid with how many players he keeps at each position just based on the strengths of the team in a given year. He's not like we have to keep six cornerbacks every year uh, so or six wide receivers. He's been very flexible in that regard. And I think that's a good thing. Uh, so we'll see who earns a job in Jacksonville and who might earn a practice squad spot. At wide receiver, you've got um, – Kevin Austin, who's the undrafted free agent, he's trying to compete. He's third string right now on the depth chart. He has not played very well throughout training camp, but he'll have a chance to kind of get back on the right track here against a new team, against a new opponent. Lawan Winningham out of Central Arkansas has been playing excellent football. 6'3", 6'4", lanky, a big receiver that can go up and get the ball above the rim. He's been catching everything that's been coming to him. And you've also got some guys like Jeff Cotton, uh, Marvin Hall, uh, Tim Jones, all competing for the roster on the back end there at wide receiver. A lot of players that are playing pretty, pretty good football. You've also got Willie Johnson, an undrafted free agent, who's kind of stepped up over the last few practices and started making some plays. Michael Hamilton checks in, says, I want to see Chad Muma. You will see Chad Muma, absolutely. Uh, he's going to be probably playing a fair amount of snaps in this one, both special teams and at linebacker for the Jaguars. So yeah, it'll be great to see him. He was a player the Jags got at linebacker in the third round, pick 70 overall. He was the 32nd player on my board, the second linebacker on my board behind, of course, Devin Lloyd. So that'll be fun to see him in live action. Goder says, honestly, Luke doesn't look as good as I thought he would look, but I guess it's because he's getting acclimated to the NFL. Same with Walker Little. Yeah, so I think Luke has looked good. I think in the one-on-ones, 
he did have some welcome to the NFL moments. I know Dewan Smoot got up under him and pancaked him in 11 on 11, but both Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson have raved about him. I think he's looked good enough as a rookie. You know, he's only had two padded practices, so you need to give this guy a little bit more time to get acclimated. I would not start worrying too much about Luke Fortner. The Jaguars certainly are are not. Doug loves him. Trevor loves him. He's a guy that I had as a second round grade. So I wouldn't worry too much about Luke at this point, but this should be an opportunity for him to show what he's made of. Goder says, do you like Chris Claybrooks or would you want to move him to the practice squad? I personally think he's underrated. Claybrooks, it's funny. He came into the NFL primarily as a returner. He hasn't had the opportunity to do that all that much. He's played a lot more corner than doing anything else, just with injuries ahead of him on the depth chart. But yeah, I think Claybrooks has a chance. I think he's listed as the second string uh, or third string nickel. Uh, He'll have a chance to compete. His size is a problem for me. He is very small. But he he goes out there and competes, and he's really fast, so he'll have a shot to make this roster. I think the back end of that cornerback position is really in, intriguing for me. Us and Them says, I saw a video with Darius Williams coaching Treadwell and the catching machine. Williams appears to have excellence. He does. I've seen him out there on the jugs machine, and and he will practice all sorts of different – the ball coming in high, coming in at the chest, coming in low. He catches pretty much everything. Mindset says, I think we have a lot of great foundational pieces to start a run of winning seasons. I think there are two. I don't think this is a complete roster yet. But when you look at the talent brought in via the draft over the last two years and via free agency and a few of the older guys like Josh Allen, who, of course, he's not an older player. He's going into his fourth season in the league, but he was drafted by a different regime and he's been in the league for a few years. He's a veteran. Now, when you look at all that stuff combined, I agree. There's a good foundation. And the fact, I think the biggest, the biggest wins for the Jaguars are that you have Doug Peterson and you have Trevor Lawrence. Those are the two things you can feel most confident in. There's other pieces you can also feel really confident in, but at the very least, if you have a quarterback and a head coach on the same page that are both talented, a head coach who's a good play caller and Trevor Lawrence, who's a phenomenal young quarterback. You can feel good about the future. I'm with you. Robert wants to see Jay Tufele. Yeah, he's had some wins in one-on-ones. Absolutely. He's a player that, had he played during the 2020 college football season, he didn't do to COVID and, and the Pac-12 kind of botching that whole situation. Both Walker Little and and Jay Tufele missed out on that season. But Tufele probably would have been, at the very least, a day two pick. The Jaguars got him at the top of day three. So he's a talented player that the Jaguars got a value on. And uh, I think he has a chance to start making an impact as a rotational defensive tackle in 2022. Patrick says, I'd like to see Clay Brooks as, as kick returner, at least. I don't like seeing kick Kirk there. That's too big of an injury risk for me. The bottom line is Jamal Agnew is going to be the kick returner when the Jaguars are playing meaningful games. So I'm not too concerned about that either way. Pretty Boy says Devin Lloyd for sure out tomorrow. It is not confirmed by the team, but he has not fully participated in practice since his hamstring injury. So that would be shocking for me if he played in that game. 
ready to see Snoop Connor. You know, Travis Etienne and James Robinson will not be available for this one. The Jaguars drafted Snoop Connor with their fifth round pick. They actually traded up to get him a few spots. He's looked excellent in camp so far, whether it's been in pads or before they got the pads on. He looks quick. He looks explosive. He looks decisive. He ran a lot of of zone looks in college, and that's what you're going to get mostly in this offense, I think. So he's a guy who has impressed throughout camp. I want to see him impress against a different team. And, of course, the offensive line will be a big part of that, whether or not he can find success in this game. But I really do like what I've seen from Snoop Connor, and I want to see that continue on Thursday night. Mindset says, tight end Farrell has looked good in camp. Your thoughts? Yeah, he has looked good. I think the Jaguars' top three tight ends are all on expiring contracts this year. I would not be surprised if Luke Farrell is the Jaguars' starting blocking tight end next year. Don't know who's going to be the primary receiving tight end. But with Chris Manhurts on the final year of his deal, I think Farrell has a good shot to come in and, and replace him in the starting lineup as the starting blocking tight end. Us and them says you'd put Agnew and LaVisca back there to bring out kicks. LaVisca won't mind blocking. Sure. I agree with that. No problem. Patrick says, good point, Goder, especially since safety looks like our weakest position on D. I think you're talking about Benji Franklin. I don't think safety is particularly weak. I did look at Sean as probably the uh, least impressive starter on the defensive side of the ball, but he has been a vocal leader throughout camp. He's played really well. I think he's going to look more like the player the Jaguars thought they were bringing in last year than the player they saw last fall, who was someone who kind of made more mental mistakes than big plays for the team. Goder says, Rudy was all over the field making plays. I remember always seeing his name last year. He was, and he was playing like the big nickel for the Jaguars, but he kind of struggled if you got him moving backwards in coverage. You wanted him moving downhill, and you could still see a role for him in, in, in that regard. Patrick says, Luke Farrell is probably Meyer's best legacy. How about bringing in Trevor Lawrence? Nothing wrong with that. I think they had a great draft last year for the most part. I liked what I've seen from this draft class as well. When you look at the Raiders' side, we still don't know who will play at this point, but like I said, um, Josh McDaniel shared that everyone that can play will play, which suggests you'll see some starters at least for a little bit. You've got that star-studded offense. That'll be something to see. One of the biggest wild cards in the NFL, I think, is how the Raiders come together as a team in such a stacked division, but they've got Devontae Adams. They've got Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs. Robert says, I think Daniel Thomas still has upside. I do too, and he's second on the depth chart at strong safety. I'm a big fan. Patrick says, anyone would have brought in T-Law. Fair enough. I think everybody out there that was making NFL decisions in the draft would agree with you. Um, so looking at the Raiders roster, though, beyond the headliners, there is some interesting names here. Keelan Cole is now a member of the Raiders at wide receiver. So is Tyron Johnson who had a, a sip of coffee here in Jacksonville last year before the Jaguars moved on from him quickly, but he's been making plays for the Raiders in camp. He's a burner. We all know what Keelan Cole can do. So two of the Raiders receivers have Jacksonville ties. Uh, Cleland Farrell, the Raiders' fourth overall pick a few years back. The Raiders' selection of Cleveland Farrell allowed the Jaguars to scoop up Josh Allen at pick number seven. So the Jags are forever indebted. 
uh, for that decision that the Raiders made. We'll see how Farrell performs in this one. Rakia Sin. He is a former Indianapolis Colts cornerback who was traded over to the Raiders. So he's a, a player that the Jaguars are familiar with. Trevor Lawrence is familiar with. Of course, Trevor's not playing in this one. But the Jags and Raiders do play in Jacksonville later this year in a game that will count. This game will also be kind of a, a indication or it will give the Jaguars a better idea both the Jaguars players and coaches, not as much about the Raiders schemes, but about the talent that's on the roster. Uh, and it will help them prepare. I'm sure it'll help both teams prepare for that matchup in Jacksonville later in the season. Us and them says urban made good draft picks. Not so much on free agency though. Uh, we'll see. I, I think Roy Robertson, Harris and Rayshon Jenkins are probably going to have much better seasons this year. You look at Shaquille Griffin, I think he's a very good starting cornerback. So they did some good things, in my opinion. But again, I think the common thread in both of those drafts is Trent Baalke. <laughs> I know people have been wanting to destroy Trent Baalke. I, I was among them you know, during the offseason. But these last two draft classes, and especially this free agent class, looks like it's going to have a big Im- impact for the Jaguars. Trayvon Merrick, he's a safety that the Raiders drafted last year. I was I was really wanting the Jaguars to bring him in and pair him up with Andre Sisco long-term. He looks like he's going to be one of the best young safeties in football. He's made some of those top 25, under 25 lists already. Dustin says, did Balky save his job? Well, considering they brought in one of Balky's buddies from San Francisco, Ethan Waugh, as the assistant GM, I would say Balky's job looks pretty safe right now. But if the Jaguars don't perform this year, you'll see a lot of things change around here. So the Raiders also drafted Dylan Parham this year, the interior offensive lineman who the Jaguars showed a lot of interest in. But the Jags instead went with Luke Fortner at the top of round three when Dylan Parham was still available. The Raiders scooped him up later in the round. So you've got that little thread to monitor not only in this game, but throughout those two players' careers. They're going to be playing both interior offensive line and the Jaguars valued Fortner over Parham. I valued Fortner over Parham as well from my evaluation. But you're going to see these two players throughout their careers and who ends up being a better football player for their respective team. Again, you want to stay healthy. You want to hopefully get a quality performance from at least one kicker out there, build some confidence, build some momentum, strong performance from Snoop Connor. You want to watch those wide receivers and cornerbacks at the back end of the roster who might push for roster spots. Can Kevin Austin finally make a big impact for the Jaguars, who is a priority undrafted free agent? And, of course, you want to see your big draft picks. You want to see Trayvon Walker, Chad Muma. You want to see Luke Fortner. You want to see those cornerbacks I mentioned, Buster Brown and Gregory Jr., and then the young guys from last year as well, assuming they play, and Andre Sisco, Walker Little. Uh, Trevor Lawrence won't play and Travis Etienne won't play, but you will have probably Walker Little, um, Tyson Campbell maybe who's really established himself over the last eight games of last season and then throughout this offseason and into training camp. 
You want to see those young players get out there and play and make plays. But yeah, stay healthy is the biggest key. No, no question about it. Now, while the Browns and Dolphins have been dominating the headlines over the last couple of days, the Jaguars and Raiders will be the focus of the NFL world on Thursday night, tomorrow night. And then on Saturday, Tony Baselli will be the first Jaguar ever enshrined in the Hall of Fame. You'll have Leroy Butler also getting in, a Jacksonville native. It's going to be a special weekend for Jaguars fans. Uh, I wish all of y'all a great weekend who are going to go up there and, and enjoy the festivities for yourself. Um, everybody who's going to watch it on TV, going to be a lot of fun. Tony will be enshrined on Saturday at 12 p.m., I believe, is when the ceremony begins. Enjoy this week, Duval. It's a big week for you. You've got Doug Peterson coaching in his first game as the Jaguars head coach. You've got Tony Baselli getting into the Hall of Fame. You're going to see a lot of young players out on the field trying to earn roster spots or earn more of a rotation, earn a starting job. It's going to be fun. And it's going to be fun for Raiders fans as well. They've got a lot going on when it comes to the Hall of Fame. You've got Josh Daniels returning to his hometown. Josh McDaniels, excuse me. So really just a lot of fun storylines. And I, I can't wait to see some live NFL football, even if it is just preseason. All right, what do we got here? A couple more questions before, before we get out of here. Patrick says, love the look of Merrick pre-draft. Was hoping we picked him where we picked Campbell. Yeah, I was too. And I would have, I was critical of the Jaguars not trying to target Merrick because I thought he and Andre Sisco would make just such a fantastic modern safety duo. But look, Tyson Campbell has been a revelation throughout training camp in the back half of last year. Connor says, didn't Jeff Cotton ball out in preseason last year? Yeah, Jeff Cotton, every time he's gotten an opportunity for the Jaguars, he has played very well. Whether that's training camp, OTAs, preseason, he's someone who I think you, you need to find a way to keep around here, whether it's on the practice squad or what. Dustin says, let's see a better use of the tight ends. Absolutely. That's been a big weakness for the Jaguars throughout most of their franchise at least from a receiving perspective. Volkfang says, I think we need more time to see results, but I think Volky's stint in Jacksonville has looked better than his stint with the 49ers and the previous GMs we've had. Yeah, and a lot of it's just about the relationship building part of it. It seems like he and Doug are on the same page right now, and you hope that continues moving forward. Us and Them says, I heard Campbell say one of his goals this year is to make the Pro Bowl, and he has shown rapid improvement over time and hope he becomes one of the top DBs in the league. So over the back half of last season, he was, according to Pro Football Focus, and if you look at all the statistics, watch the tape, I mean, he was playing as a top 10 cornerback in the league over the last eight games of 2022. Pretty Boy says, great beard, bro. Thank you very much. Work hard on this. Probably need to go ahead and get a trim in here pretty soon, the next week or two. Debbie Lynn says, don't forget to like and subscribe. Sorry for the mom plug. Appreciate you, mom. Dennis Leon says, what about LaVisca? Will he play? So he missed a good portion of practice on Monday, came back on Tuesday and was good to go. But Tuesday was really more of a walkthrough than anything else. I'm not sure if Visca will play. The only players we know 
will not play for certain. I'm trying to say sure and certain at the same time here. For certain, Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, CJ Beathard. I would also assume you're not going to see James Robinson, Devin Lloyd, Jamal Agnew, Jawan Taylor, and Darius Williams. I think everyone else, there's a chance. And the reason I mentioned all those players is just because they're still battling back from injuries. But that is going to do it. Enjoy Thursday night football, preseason, Hall of Fame game, Jaguars Raiders, 8 p.m. on NBC Thursday night. I can't wait for it. Hope you guys are excited. Enjoy your weekend, Duval. Appreciate you tuning in.